Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Wow. The pressure's on, John. Did you hear that? <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head, there's a wonderful Hank Williams Jr. album cover where he's standing on the railroad tracks. Right. And I think the album is called either called No Pressure or Under Pressure. <laughs> anyway, it just reminds me of good old Hank standing there. <laughs> Egbert's got, got, got us under the gun. If we but, don't... The, but, but the beauty of it, you know, the joke's on Egbert, though, because we don't even subscribe to Arbitron. So how's he going to know what the ratings are? It's Nielsen. It's, it's Nielsen, Arbitron, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Arbitron got bought by Nielsen. Okay, uh, well there you go. Everybody gets bought out. You know, you... and Odyssey is get and Odyssey's in the same boat now, according to everybody who's listened to our show yesterday. No, knows what we're talking about. They're in trouble. They're in. They're they're rumored to be go, going into bankruptcy, which is really sad. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, we've talked about this before. The radio industry is not in the best of shape. The top ten companies, uh, iHeart number one, Cumulus number two, have both been through bankruptcy, and they shed a lot of debt, and they've come out on the other side. And quite honestly, they're both doing well. iHeart's doing well. Uh, Cumulus is doing eh, semi-well. Um, then we got Odyssey, which has really struggled. Their their stock was delisted, and they've gone on the pink sheets. and. Uh, the story was, this is not us. And, man, it pains me to say this. I mean, you know, ultimately they're a competitor, but I don't subscribe to the same Steve Casper, Brian Richardson theory or our, our Poodlehead theory that, you know, that you, you kill your competition and you take all the money. That doesn't work in our industry anymore because of the people, because people have choices. They can advertise on yep. YouTube or, or, or all those various things. Anyway, um, of the top ten, we now have... Two companies that have been through bankruptcy, the top one and two company. We have, I think, Odyssey is like number three or number four as far as the number of stations they own. They bought the old CBS chain, which is how they ended up with Camo X. Um, and uh, you've got uh, Beasley, which is another big operator, which is their stock is down below a dollar a share. You know what that means? That means they've, yep, they've been delisted. Yep. Well, they're, they've been put on notice by, by the exchange. I can't remember if they're on uh, NYSE or if they're on Amex. Uh, our, no, there is no Amex anymore. Um, and, and our um, um, what's the other one? Nasdaq. Um, then you've got Salem, which is in the same situation. It's like, God, this sucks. And part yeah. part of the problem. Well, and, is- and to your point, Brad. I mean, the idea that these stations compete against each other. And I know you've talked a lot about this before, but folks don't know your idea is that you expand the pie. What I think is it reminds me of the the CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings. He always said that his competition, you've probably heard this before, but his competition is not HBO, it's not Hulu. His competition is sleep. So not only are you competing, you're not just, you're not competing against other radio stations. You're competing, as you said yesterday, Brad, against the Instagrams and Facebooks and YouTubes. And one radio station's enemy is not the other radio station. Right, right. And, and, and it's very frustrating because my brethren don't quite get that. Now, I, you know, the interesting part of it is the big boys do, like, you know, the Odysseys and the Hubbards mm-hmm. and the, and the, uh, and the iHearts, they get that. They really do. But the crabs in the barrel mentality, sorry to interrupt, but the crabs in the barrel mentality says other people who aren't the big boys do consider it a, a dog-eat-dog limited pie world. 
and that's sad because yeah. I don't I don't feel that way. I mean, you know, I you know, it's funny you you listen to on Westplex. I will say the call letters of other stations. I will say, like, of for example, yeah. the lady who runs KLPW, uh, Diane Jones, hates my guts. Why? You mentioned her yesterday. I thought that was a, I thought that was a great line yesterday. Why? I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what have I done to you? You know, I mean, yeah. I've, I've never sat down and had a, you know, had dinner with her or anything like that. And to the point where, you know, if their transmitter went off the air and I had the spare parts, I would be there trying to help them fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's also the, but Brad, that's also the kind of person you are. Well, and but, you don't know. The other thing is you, a lot of times people, she may look at you, Brad, and just assume that you, that you have malicious intentions because you're in the same industry as her. And there's people out there that just view anybody in the same industry as them, not only as competition, but as mortal enemies. Do you know? Do you know the Bob Gibson story? Do you know Bob? You know Bob Gibson. Gibson. Was yeah, it? I know a little bit about Bob Gibson. One point one two ERA in nineteen sixty eight. It made it changed the rules of pitching, and the, and we had to lower the pitching mound because of Bob Gibson. You you know more about Bob Gibson if you know the ERA for a certain year. Okay. Do you know about his his mentality of of competitors? Do you know the story? Yeah, he went out to dinner with who was his friend that he went out to dinner with. And uh, he said he was going to try to knock his head off. Well, I, if, I don't know if you've told that story before, but if, go ahead. If he went into a restaurant, like let's say after the game or let's say they had a day off and the opposing team was already in town. And let's say if he went into a restaurant and there was somebody there from, like, say, I don't know, pick a team. The uh, Giants, the San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants. He would not go into that restaurant. He'd go to another restaurant because he would not want to be in the same restaurant as, quote, unquote, the enemy. And that's mm-hmm. how he viewed the other teams. Now, it's interesting because just yesterday, and we didn't talk about this, yesterday was the first day of uh, the uh, Senate and House of Representatives in the state of Missouri, Jefferson City. Um, and uh, what was interesting was, and once again, I'm going to mention another radio station. I heard it earlier this morning. Mark Cox was down there broadcasting live yesterday mm-hmm. for the first day of the session. And I heard him this morning saying that... Here you've got all these Republicans and Democrats who on the floor of the Senate are the the House of Representatives in the state of Missouri are arch enemies and will be yelling at each other. But yet they're all in the same bar drinking and slapping each other on the back. You know, right. I mean, it's like yeah. it's like Kabuki. You know what Kabuki is, right? Kabuki theater. Yeah, I'm yes. a big fan of that term. It's, and so it's it's the idea that everything is farcical. Right. And, and, and to use probably my favorite Hulk Hogan quote of all time. Here he goes. It's all a work, <laughs> which all. means it's not a shoot. It's not real. His favorite backstage line, when guys would get mad about scripted finishes, he'd say, it's all a work, brother. Like, don't take it personally. It's This is all for show. It's all Kabuki theater. You know... <laughs> you you have if you haven't figured this out yet John is a big wrestling fan okay and what's interesting is you come up with some really good analogies from wrestling that make perfect sense in the real world you know what i mean well, they, Brad everything Everything in the political world can be described through a pro wrestling lens. If you go to the Missouri Times, we'll plug our friend Scott Fawn's publication. If you go to the Missouri Times, you'll read. I I, I had an entire piece about this, how there's a lot of people that just want to play the role of bad guy. They want to play the role of heel. And how do they get attention and how do they actually get love? By being the bad guy, by acting like a jerk, by acting like a punk, um, by getting people to quote unquote hate them. Everything that you see in the political world can be described through a pro wrestling lens. 
And you know what? That's really interesting because I always find it fascinating that if you look at certain things that we deal with on a daily lo- on a daily basis in our daily lives, and if you sort of distill it down to different elements, life is different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like for example, I'm driving along the other day, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm in heavy traffic. It's the afternoon. I'm in afternoon rush, and I think to myself. Isn't it amazing that there aren't more accidents? I mean, here's people yeah, here yeah. people driving down like let's say 270 or even 364 where you got four lanes of traffic and in some spa- places you got five lanes of traffic. People are doing nobody's doing less than the speed limit. Maybe somebody as, as Shelley would say it would be me doing 40, but I don't do that. <laughs> and I'm, her doing 90. Right. I'm typically a five over kind of guy, okay? So, here you got all these people hurtling down this piece of, you know, concrete/asphalt. And nobody runs into anybody. Now, and the margin of error, to that point, Brad, the margin of error is so small. Right. If you change lanes 0.5 seconds too soon, you got a fender bender. Or are but you- somehow we managed to go through these major thoroughfares with minimal amount of accidents. And by the way, today in 2024, more and more people are driving under the influence, which leads right into our number three story from johncombest.com today. Boy, Mr. Segway. Okay, <laughs> we haven't done the top three yet. So so do the top three. Is the top three influence? Now influence means alcohol and other things, correct? It is. And as you mentioned, Brad, so the number three story, there's just about every print publication today or online publication has a story from the first day of session. So we, re- we won't rehash those overviews. I'd recommend if you read two pieces, I'd recommend there's a piece from Jason Rosenbaum at St. Louis Public Radio that's very good. There's a piece from the Progressive blog called Missouri Independent. It's written by a guy named Jason Hancock, not to be confused with former Cardinals pitcher Josh Hancock. Jason Hancock comes from a pretty uh, progressive perspective, but he's got a really good overview up today. The number three story, interestingly, involves a member of the St. Charles County state legislative delegation, Senator Nick Schroer, who represents, if you're in St. Charles County, really the southern and western part of St. Charles County. Nick Schroer has a bill that involves Delta-8 products. And if you wonder what Delta-8 is, Delta-8 is chemically similar to Delta-9, which is what we all consider to be regular THC, the stuff that gets you high in marijuana. But Delta-8, which is similar, has a lesser high, but it can be derived from hemp. You say, John, who cares? What's the difference between marijuana and hemp? Well, there's a big difference because hemp is legal federally and marijuana is not legal federally. So to get to the point, the, the proposal from Senator Schroer is that, the, is that the Department of Health and Senior Services in Missouri, which regulates marijuana products, should also be granted the authority to regulate products that contain Delta-8. So today, if you are a 17-year-old kid and you're coming out after school and you want to go to the Circle K at uh, you know Mexico and Spencer and walk in there, and let's say Circle K offers a Delta-8 uh, get-you-high drink. I'm not sure if they do, so with all due respect to Circle K, you can walk into a convenience store, get some edibles, get a drink, get whatever you want that includes this, let's call it a lesser cousin maybe, of traditional THC, and you can get your afternoon high, your afternoon buzz, and nobody's going to card you, nobody's going to get your ID. Okay, I'm a so, little... Go I'm, ahead. Can I stop you for a minute? I'm a little bit yeah, confused. Sure. Okay, the Delta-8... Does contain THC? 
The Delta Eight, yeah, it's just a different form of it's a different form of the chemical that gets you high. So, so what we have that is being sold at dispensaries is Delta Nine. Correct. That's yeah. That's Delta Eight. I'm sorry. That's Delta Nine. So Delta Nine is when when people refer to THC generically, they're referring to Delta Nine. Okay. So and Delta Eight is just chemically a little bit different, as I understand it. Uh, and I'm not a scientist or a weed expert, but it just means that I think the carbon is attached at like at, at point number eight instead of point number nine. So the point is is that Delta Eight will give you a buzz and will get you high and will have all the alleged positive effects of, of traditional THC, but it's not regulated. So the debate here, and if you, if you wonder why this actually matters, it's because if you're a conspiracy theorist, you would say that the marijuana industry, the folks who've been granted licenses in the state of Missouri, want to invade or encroach or shut down the companies that are selling I this get Delta 8. It it's it's sort of like the same thing with those semi legal um, video poker games, whatever they the are. The VLTs, the video lottery terminals, yeah, the, and it goes right to Brad's point yesterday. Your point, Brad, about water battles fought about territory. Right. So now the, again, the cons- I I don't I, I think it's unfair to call it a conspiracy theorist. I say that tongue in cheek, but folks, and Epen Thampy is a gentleman who runs the Missouri Hemp Trade Association, and he is quoted in a story today from KOMU in Columbia. A really good piece. Again, folks should go to johncommerce.com and check it out. And he makes the argument that, no, this stuff is legal. These folks, that this is legal under federal law. And he also concedes that the industry or regulators should probably do something to make sure that these type of products are not sold to minors. And for his part, Senator Schroer points out that he's open to his uh, to his bill being changed. You know, he's open to to looking at ways to not harm the hemp industry yet provide protection against these products. And and finally Schroer's Schroer's other point is that nobody is testing these Delta eight products to actually see how much T how much THC, how much active ingredient is in these products. Hmm. So it, 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 it's interesting in the fact, not only does it include a member of the, of the delegation that's within our listening area, but this goes to show that when this, when this proposal was written and when it was passed, there are so many unanswered questions that, that still remain to be solved. Number two, Mark Alford, who's a congressman from Western Missouri, was one of 60 Republican congressmen and congresswomen that took a trip to the border. And let's be fair. When Democrats all go on a trip and do something, we call it a stunt. It's only fair that when a bunch of Republicans get together (laughs) and make a public appearance for a photo op, we call it a stunt. He's using the occasion to come back to Missouri and talk about how we need strong immigration, quote unquote, reform which is, by the way, a word I hate, but let's call it immigration changes, you know, uh, not not giving asylum to everybody who comes in, not granting pardons to everybody who who enters illegally and also building the wall for his part. Kansas City's congressman, Emanuel Cleaver, I want to make sure I get the quote from him. Correct. Emanuel Cleaver says, quote, MAGA Republicans have refused to accept any sort of compromise, unquote. So. Immigration battles to be expected. And I know we're up against time. Should we do number one or should we do it when we come back? No, go ahead and do number one. Okay, quickly, a state report 
just came out that shows essentially the legal fees that Missouri pays out every year. Missouri paid a little bit more than $250,000 to a group of Democrats. Josh Hawley was sued by the Democrats on an open records violation from all the way back when Josh Hawley was attorney general. Now, why is this news? The, the ruling happened last summer. So really, it's not news. But here's why it's news. Democrats will use every occasion and the media will use every occasion. Anytime this sort of fine is, is pointed out, Josh Hawley's running for re-election. So we'll see this from the Democrats and we'll see this from the mainstream and progressive media throughout the, throughout the spring and throughout the summer and throughout the fall. It's the finger-pointing deal, correct? Yeah, it's, it's the thing that this the, – the, the judgment came down last summer, and the payment was made last November. But this is, as, as you might say, another bite at the apple. It's another chance for the media and Democrats to promote this and say, can you believe Josh Hawley does not respect Missouri's sunshine law? Yeah, I get you. <laughs> so those are the top three today, but, Brad. But when you really get down to it – there are very few governmental agencies that do really comply with the Sunshine Law. And you know why? Because people like Brad Hildebrand go in <laughs> and they sign in under the name like Waldo, <laughs> you know, and they use and they use false names. Who can blame them? <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> You're outing me. Okay. Uh, we have to take a break at 721.